Do you remember when you could call the number 411? Like actually pick up the phone and dial the three numbers 411? Correct. From a home line, not from your cell phone necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever actually did it, but I knew it was an option. So for the 825 subs that we have now, that percentage of subscribers that would be 42 and older, like myself, probably did use that. And the reason I bring that up is because today is April 11th, 411. And 411 was, you could get information. You could theoretically call 411, an operator on the other end. It was like the original Google if you want. Now, it wasn't to the fact that you couldn't ask, hey, which baseball player has the most consecutive uh, hits to start off his career? That would be, you know, one answer she wouldn't be able to give you. But if you said, hey, I want Aaron Pags's phone number, probably have a little more eloquent way of saying it, and you could get it. You could get anything. And 411 was, well, a way to get information. And so I thought, what's the... You know, what's the 411 on the season so far as a whole? What do you think? How many drunk dials do you think that 411 line got nightly? They didn't get paid. There's no way they got paid enough to take those phone calls on a nightly basis. Or they didn't get paid enough. Or they got paid too much to have the enjoyment that they got out of some of the drunk idiots. It depends upon your night. And I'm guessing that if you, you know, if you get some people that are having fun back and forth, sure. But that went away. That was uh, finalized, I believe it was last year. Oh, was wow. It's still time. going on? It was still going on. Yeah, it was recent. I mean, oh. as the landlines fade into oblivion, 411 was still there. So if any, if anybody has a landline, I don't think, I think AT&T canceled theirs. Would love to see if you could call 411 from a landline and see what you would get. That's incredible. You would have thought that thing has been gone since like 2002. Yeah, absolutely. It has somebody there. You imagine their (laughs) job just sitting there for the last 11 years waiting, just hoping someone calls for one. And I bet they practice it every day. 411. No, it's not it. 411. No, no, not enough. 411. What do they say? Four one. They don't say four one. I said emergency, like it's nine one one. But four one one. How can I help you? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, sorry, you dialed the wrong number. If you meant to press, I'm sure there was a recording. If you meant to dial nine one one, please hang up and press nine (laughs) one one. That's exactly. If you didn't, what's up? What can I get you? And the first question might say, first person might say, "Hey, four one one." Are there teams so far in the 2023 season that don't have a save yet? And that answer would be yes. On April 11th, that answer is yes. Um, But we're not going to worry about that, right? Are we? Are we worried? Are you worried? Let me ask you that. Let me flip this on you real quick before we go through these teams. Are you worried if you have a, I hesitate to say the word closer for some of these teams. If you have the, speculative ninth inning man in a three run or fewer lead on any of the teams that do not have a save yet. Are you worried about any of those teams and or relief pitchers? The answer is no twofold. One a of why I'm not worried goes to 
something I was looking at, seeing if there was a correlation between the number of saves and overall run differential for teams to date. And of the six teams that don't have a save so far, Milwaukee, Milwaukee St. Louis, yep. Houston, Miami, Oakland, and Detroit. Milwaukee has a Milwaukee's the shocking one because they wait, doesn't doesn't Miami have a save? Did Puck get a save in his first outing? I don't think so. Or he just I thought the so. Night. Maybe, Maybe he just, just pitched the night. Okay. No, no, no. This was just oh, I think oh back. last week. This Got was it. of the last week. Yes. Got so it. you're right. I apologize. And we I should have cleared that, clarified that. Since we spoke last, let's do that. Since last Tuesday, and a lot of our data going forward will be on a week-to-week basis and will encapsulate the whole season. But yeah, most saves up for this past week and no saves are two different things. Good. I'm glad we clarify that because I was starting to think, I was like, wait a second. I was like, Helsley has a save too, but. So does our boy Danny Jimenez. Yeah. So there are some saves mixed in here, but not over the last, not since the last time we talked. Correct. And that is not terribly surprising. So what, like I said, what that did is made me look uh, run differential and just see if these teams like Tampa Bay has the highest run differential and they have one save Milwaukee shockingly is number two and they have two saves teams that on the other end of the spectrum, like Oakland, Detroit, Philly, Miami on the negative side, each only have one save. So is there a correlation? Sure. Is it too early to have that correlation? Yes. Let's not worry about it. As you said, or we talked about it before. Yeah. And you mentioned, well, Let's talk about teams that might not have had a save at this point in 2022. There were still, what, 11, nine teams? A whole bunch of teams, including Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Texas, Oakland, the Mets, the Guardians, the Diamondbacks, the Cardinals, and the Twins. And if you were worried about those guys, there's no way. I mean, if you dropped Edwin Diaz or Emmanuel Classe, you lost your league because you made that move. If you didn't hang on to Scott Barlow, you had a really hard time keeping up in the saves column. So there's no there's no reason to panic here. Or even if you made a significant move because you're like, I don't have enough saves, and you traded another asset away to gain somebody. You went and picked up, I don't need to go into X, Y, and Z, who it may be, but maybe you thought that it was buy low on a Rawless Chapman day, and you decided oh, no. to do that. Well, the 411 on that is don't shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. But what's not a mistake so far is that – there are two teams that lead over the last week now as Toronto and Pittsburgh. Toronto has five saves. Pittsburgh has four. Um, last at this point, there was the the leader was three. Uh, right. The, it was Colorado, San Diego, and Toronto again. So it's you know, this is I the mean, I think up. this is one of the more ultimate samples, right? Like the ultimate small sample size thing here. It, saves are so fluctuant throughout mm-hmm. the season. They are not guaranteed on any night. And so to um, panic over any of these situations where they go a week without a save, I don't think that anyone should. Milwaukee, of course, Devin Williams, he pitched on he pitched on Sunday. He touched 95 on Sunday. He had 96 strikeouts in 60 innings last year. I, there's no way you can be worried about him, right? Helsley, he's been fine. He's... M- I looked into him a little bit here. He he relied he's relying a little bit heavier on the fastball than he did last year, using a little less sliders. So that's why his K numbers might be a little down. I mean, these are all like three inning samples. I know. Exactly. If you took three innings out of 
anybody's career, you could find the best three innings that have ever been pitched or the worst three innings that have ever been pitched. So it's not so crazy that a week would go by and we wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even be mentioning this if it wasn't the second full week of the season. Correct. And if this was July 14th through the 17th or 14th to the 21st, and these same numbers were to come up, no one's freaking out. It's Mm -hmm. context, it's timing, it's everything else. Um, There's some timing with like, the should we panic a little bit in the fact that last year at this time there were 27 different pitchers that recorded a save this year there's 32 is that a product of early injuries is that a product of more teams going to a bullpen quote-unquote by committee high leverage approach if you had to make a decision or is that just coincidence back-to-back nights etc what would you think as a result no i lost two of the two of the top five set in stone ninth inning guys in Hendricks and Diaz before the season. So you would already expect there to be more guys filling in in those situations, though Robertson has all the saves for the Mets. So that doesn't play out. And I'm pretty sure no one else has recorded a save for the White Sox other than Reynaldo Lopez. Could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, Yeah, baseball is trending this way. I don't think you can say for sure that something much bigger is happening this year. This is something that we definitely want to monitor closely is how many different pitchers are recording these saves because the more the save numbers are going to be relatively the same year by year, just the way baseball is played. There might actually be, I'm wondering, there may actually be more saves because of the Manfred man. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Does the Manfred man mean more it probably means more saves and more relief wins right there's probably there are probably because the idea of the extra inning affair not being like or maybe not maybe it wipes the other way maybe there are more runs scored in extra innings i'm not sure what do you think i mean you would have to think that more runs will be scored just the likelihood and the propensity of uh total runs with runners in scoring position has to be greater than with without you would believe, but I don't, I don't know. This is a, this is, this is something for like some really stat person. So if you're one of these, like really, really good at looking at things, I'm wondering if the visiting team is more aggressive in trying to win the game in the ninth versus getting, going to the 10th where the advantage definitely shifts to the home team when they know how many runs they need to score with that guy in second versus the visiting team who has no idea how many runs they need to score with that man starting on second. I think we, yeah, I think we have to look more into that, the ninth inning scenario more than we have to look into the extra inning scenario, but, but these are, yeah. yeah. I'm going to make a little note to myself to check out scoring differential or scoring in the ninth and 10th and beyond versus 2022 and 2020 actually before that need to go back to like 20, 20, right? No, right. Or, yeah. Yeah. 2020 season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, like we don't already deliver enough. So if you're listening to this on the free side, welcome. We are so happy that you found us. And uh, we are Reliever Recon. I'm Aaron Pegg. He's Nate Markham. We do this podcast every single week, uh, along with a, an entirely dedicated uh, fab show every single Sunday where the entire reliever recon team gives you their advice for your fab choices or your waiver wire pickups, ad drops, things like that. 
on top of that, man, I mean, it's going to take me 20 minutes to list everything, but <laughs> Greg's closer charts, bullpen gurus, streaming relievers. I'm doing power rankings and points. Nate's doing solds. Eric's doing videos. Greg obviously does the closer charts, copy and closers, rapid reactions. Sure, I'm missing something. Market pulse where we look Market at Market pulse. Um, just no one, I mean, we can say this. No one covers it like we do. And so if you want to heat to, to be a part of all of that and help us get bullpen guru to eat a filet fish as we creep towards that magical four-digit number for the largest fantasy baseball Patreon community that we are at Reliever Recon, come on over, join us, come listen to the entire episode where we'll go even deeper into the 411 on the early season, talk about some news, some fab and fabulous what what were you doing fabulous and not so fab? come up with something yeah. something's got to be better there was there's like fabulous moves from the obviously from the fab period but there's got to be a some type of pun and or play on words that is not quite it won't be as good as fabulous because very few words begin with fab that are well negative so we'll figure it out that we we have time. We got about twenty three more weeks of this, I believe, to uh, to evaluate Fab moves and determine how bad they were, how good they could be. If you want to hear us try to make this pun and listen to the full episode, come on and join us over at www.patreon.com/reliever-recon, and we will see you over there.